It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Birds presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you till three o'clock. What up, B? What's going on, man? Man, nothing gets me going like that Go Birds intro. Though. It's the bat. It slaps. Yeah. I mean, I'm always excited. Look at you. What are you, young now? Look at this. It, it slaps. slaps. Yeah. What can I say? I'm, I, I the lingo. A little cool. Yeah. yeah. A little bit sometimes. But, uh, and also, we are like in the correct spots in the station, yes. which is exciting. Last week, we were almost there. Now we're in the same room. We're looking at each other. We're talking to Eagles. It's sunny outside. It's a beautiful day. Like we're starting to get back to normal. Exactly. It's, it's One a, step at a time. It's a beautiful thing. One a, show at a time. It's gorgeous out. We can go out and do things. Yeah. It's, it's a little hot, a, but it is nice. I'll take it. Yes. I'll take it. All right, let's get into it. 215-592-9494. Lots to get into with the Eagles. Some interesting rumors out there we'll get into. Obviously, a lot going on. But Elliot said something on the pod this week that got me thinking. And and for those who, who haven't heard the pod or whatever, um, and I think this has been a, a pretty – uh, common thing in Philadelphia right mm-hmm. now with Eagles fans is the turning of the tides yes. with Nick Sirianni, right? Like people, the first impression we all know, Harry High School, you know what? Well, what the goof. first thing too was who is this? Like who, who is, is he? he? And yeah. then he comes in, it's like oh this guy, right? And slowly but surely, the more we hear from Nick Sirianni, the more we see how he goes about his business, the Sports Illustrated article, the way he talks, like. I am falling you are in love. In. You I are like, in. I'm smitten yeah. with Nick Sirianni. Look, there's a lot ahead. We don't know. He's inexperienced and an experienced staff around him. It's not the best roster he's working with. There are a lot of reasons to be doubtful about what he can do. But the way this guy talks about coaching and about fitting players, not into his scheme, but putting players in positions where they could be successful. Yep. It's like, what does that guy do well? I'm going to put him in a position so that what he does well is accentuated. How do they learn? Asking how players learn. What's the best way to teach a guy? Maybe this guy learns this way, this guy learns that way. Like, these are the things I look for in a coach. And I am I am really starting to believe in Nick Sirianni. And we were talking about this on the pod and kind of relating it to Jalen Hurts. And it kind of got into an interesting discussion where I think I have more faith that Nick Sirianni 
is going to be a good, successful head coach in this town than I do about Jalen Hurts, and I like Jalen Hurts. Upset of the century that you've turned to this, by the way. It's unbelievable, but I am believing in Nick Sirianni. You believe in Jalen Hurts more than Sirianni. Yeah, and again, I I am also higher on Sirianni than most, so I'm not anti-Sirianni. But the thing I would say is, to you specifically, actually, it's like, pump the brakes. Like, <laughs> just, just pull it back a little. Like, I like Sirianni, Who'd too. Who thunk it? Yeah. I would have thunk it? When they hired Sirianni, what I liked about him was his resume was good, right? Coached under Frank Reich, has worked with receivers and quarterbacks, like the two most important positions the Eagles need right now with coaching. Um, so I, I like that. Uh, the Eagles have had a good track record of hiring head coaches. So I thought that he would be a good hire. Where I would caution you is, like, the stuff in the offseason is really just meant to fluff him up. Like, I agree that it's a good sign that he's super into teaching. I think that's an amazing quality to have in a head coach. I think that he's very open to, to working with people. I think he's very open to adjusting. Something Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, said this week is they asked him, what's your defensive scheme? And he said, I don't have a scheme. I adjust to my players. Love like, it. Yeah, I, Love I like it. that too. I think that's very Sirianni-ish. I think Sirianni is going to build a legitimate environment of collaboration. I think with the last coaching staff, that there were a lot of egos there. Doug, Jim Schwartz, Carson wasn't on the coaching staff, but he had things he wanted to do, and he had a lot of say in the offense. So I think with this coaching staff, that's not going to be the case. But Sirianni has never even called games in the NFL or anywhere, actually, right? I mean, he's the offense coordinator. He's never been a head coach. He's never ran, like, consecutive practices with 11 on 11. So I think there's almost no question that when you talk about this Eagles team, the biggest question mark is Sirianni. Like, I've gone out and said I think a, a, maybe 11 wins. I think they're a good, a good bet to win the division. That is more so because of Jalen Hurts than Nick Sirianni. I think Jalen Hurts, we saw last year, has that it factor. Came in, beat the Saints. Next week, almost 500 total yards against the Cardinals. Cooled off a little, but he's a rookie. That's going to happen. And to, to say that you believe more in Sirianni, like, you are falling victim to the offseason hype. And I hate to see you do that because you're a smart man. And I know this about you. But Sirianni is the biggest question mark. Like Jalen Hurts, if I had to pick out of the two, if you said to me, Elliot, you could have Sirianni as your head coach or Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm taking Nick Sirianni. And, and I like Jalen Hurts. I think there's a lot of upside there. I'm hopeful. I love the way he carries himself and all that. But I'm not sure Jalen Hurts is going to be good. And to be fair, I'm not sure, you know, to your point. Right. I haven't seen Nick Sirianni call a game. Like, we could get to the regular season, and it's like, what is this offense? What are they doing? I, but I don't think that's going to happen. Like, the, the field this guy has for football is clear, right? I mean, whenever he talks about football, mm -hmm. even from the beginning, everyone said, well, when he talks about football, like, he clearly knows what he's talking about. And this approach that he's fostering, this, you know, feeling there, like, I, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, but... I'm a sucker because I've seen it work. Like, yeah. we won the Super Bowl because that group of guys believed in each other, cared about each other, went to war with each other. Like, I think in this sport, more than any other, that matters. Like, in football, it matters the most that you've got – because it, it, there's no other sport where everyone has to work in concert more. Like, all 11 guys have to be shooting in the same direction at the same time with the same goal for it to work. Like, mm -hmm. one guy doing the wrong thing can blow up a play, can blow up whatever. So We saw that last year at we quarterback. We saw it last year at quarterback. So, I think that the way this guy is building this is the right way. I've been impressed so far. And, again, the way they're going about teaching, I think this team – we need young players to develop, right? I mean, when we talk about the Eagles, forgetting 
the Howie Roseman of it all, the Jeffrey Lurie of it all, which I think, as you know, we've talked enough. I think the yeah. dysfunction at the top, that is the number one issue. But in terms of roster construction, the number one issue on this team is young talent. Yep. It's having and developing young talent. And I think they might have the perfect guy to do that. To take the, and we talk so many times about these, whether it's Rasul or whether it's Sidney Jones or whether it's this or whether it's that. And look, in some cases, it's talent. But in some cases, I think it's possible that they were not developing the guys as well as they should have been. Like this coaching staff, for all their good, maybe that wasn't something they were particularly great at. Yeah, that's fair. Where I would caution you, though, is no other team in the league was interested in hiring Nick Sirianni as their head coach. Not a single other. No other team was interested in hiring Andy Reid. No other team was True. interested that's in hiring fair. Doug Peterson. That's fair. But I think with Jalen, there's just more of a pedigree to bet on. And I know that he got benched one time at uh, Alabama, and people never let him live that down. But outside of that, he was one of the top players in one of the top states in the country in football when he was a Texas quarterback. He went to Alabama, best college football program there is, besides Temple, obviously. Hey, uh. Yeah. And, and then he went to Oklahoma, and he almost won the Heisman. So like, the, And then last year, he came, he came in in what I think we both agree was a very tough spot and excelled. Wasn't perfect, but excelled. There is so much more of a track record of Jalen Hurts than there is with Sirianni. And I like Sirianni's resume, but again, the most important thing he's going to have to do is call plays. He's never done it. Like, never. And again, never ran a practice. Never ran a training camp. And I think there's promising signs. Like, I think him having the veterans come in and, uh, you know, kind of negotiating what they want to do with the mandatory minicamp in the offseason— that was extremely promising signs to me. It was impressive, yeah. And got teaching time, which I think is the most important thing he could have gotten out of well, that. Well, and, and you've been worried about this all offseason, I think, fairly, is how is he going to relate to the NFL players as such a young coach without a track record? This is a good first step. I would imagine the veterans left that room and thought, okay, this is someone we can work with. Hopefully it's not someone we can just walk all over because we, no, you know, we got no mandatory minicamp out of it. But, uh, yeah, I think that was a good first step. It's just there's too many large questions with him, whereas with Jalen, he showed so much promise last year. People get so wrapped up in, like, they weren't good in the second half. He showed last year he can be a very good passer from the pocket. That touchdown pass he threw to Alshon against the Saints stood in there, defense coming right at him, gets hit as he throws. I mean, that one ex- I mean passing from the pocket is an absolute question mark with Jalen I don't, But I don't think it's as big of a question mark as it is, like, can Sirianni call plays? We've seen Jalen throw from the pocket. Coming out of Oklahoma, Pro Football Focus had him as, I believe, the most accurate quarterback in the draft, right? So he is an accurate passer. People say that he's not, and they just don't know what they're talking about. Like 52% last year, I don't think is an accurate representation of him as a passer. I don't either. He, he, he threw it away, away a lot, lot last yep. year, right? Which Carson would never he had do. bad receivers, and there's a lot of arguments. To be right, so very good passer from the pocket. He's clearly mobile. We saw that. He can make... How many times last year did he turn a third and 10 where nothing was happening into a first down? So he has that. He has the it factor. So there are so many things to hang your hat on with Carson. With Sirianni, there are— Jalen. Yo, wow. Whoa! Wow. Five years of talking about Carson. Is Elliot really a Carson guy? (laughs) I can't believe I did that. Um, So many things like about Jalen. Not as many about the other guy. But, uh, no, look, I just think there's so much more to hang your hat on with Jalen. Then there is with Sirianni. And, you know, I don't want to pit the two against each other. Let's not make this No, dumb. look, we are both high on both comparatively. Like, I, I think both could be successful. And look, in reality, like, there is a very good chance that neither works. Like, we understand that. Yeah. We understand the hit rates for coaches and quarterbacks, especially second-round quarterbacks, especially unknown coaches. Like, you know, it is a risk on both. But I, I'm more impressed than not with both. I'm just more impressed with Sirianni.
which is surprising where, where you started the offseason. And he has done a good job, I think. And look, let's be honest, the Eagles have done a good job of propping him up. Like, mm-hmm. these stories that come out about him are not accidents. You know, it's not like the, these people just run into him and, and they tell him these stories. Like, the Eagles are doing a good job of making Sirianni likable and, and making people believe in him. And clearly it's working on you. And look, play, huh, players can say anything. They're always not going to come out and be like, this guy's an idiot or whatever. But, like... What the players had to say about him felt genuine. Like the way Agreed. Brandon Green compared to Brandon Reed, Brandon Graham compared to him, young Andy Reid, yep. and like felt genuine. The way Jason Kelsey talked about him, it felt genuine. Jalen Hurts, the energy, the conviction was the use. J- Jalen Hurts says when you see a guy with this much conviction, we like, compared him to Nick Saban. It makes you want to believe in that and yep. buy in. And I just, I've been so again, and maybe part of it, Elliot, maybe part of it is that I was so down on Sirianni at first that it's I feel that much more positive about him because of it. Maybe it's just buoyed. There was more room to grow. Buoyed by that, you know. But either way, man, I've been so impressed with what this guy has to say, what he what he does. And look, all we can do is judge on what we know. We don't know what he's going to be as a play caller. That's an unknown. All we can do is judge on what we know. And I've been so impressed with what I know about this guy so yeah. far. The family of, of coaches, the family of teachers. Like, there's so many things to like about him that you can grab onto and feel positive. Well, I'm excited for the... To, to watch how it grows. I remember when the Eagles hired Doug Peterson and Sam Bradford was still their quarterback at the time. I wrote an article saying, you know, get ready. The Eagles are about to be boring. You know, like, and mm-hmm. I'll learn that lesson that the Eagles are never <laughs> boring. And, and one of the many articles I probably, you know, takes I wish I didn't have. But uh, I don't think that's the case with this team. I think no matter what, it's going to be exciting and interesting to see where this goes, how Sirianni develops, watching Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts is the guy, like maybe they make a trade. Who knows? But I just – uh when you talk about Sirianni and Jalen, they're both very unique in the way that I think there are, there's upside to both of them. But they're also two guys that have legitimate chips on their shoulder. And I, I hate using that expression, but I think with both of them, it's very true. Like, Jalen has succeeded every step of his career and is still consistently being told he's not the guy, right? Sirianni has, for a portion of the offseason at least, was like a laughingstock of the mm-hmm. NFL, at least online, right? With some of like the rock, paper, scissors shoot and like his introductory press conference and all those things. So I do think they're going to be able to work together to grow. I just I'm not I'm not where you are yet on Sirianni. I I, I have uh, I think there's optimism and all those things, but ultimately, he's still a guy that is the biggest question mark on the team. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on this? Are you more optimistic about Nick Sirianni's chances to be a successful head coach for Philadelphia Eagles or Jalen Hurts' chances to be a successful quarterback for the Eagles or both or neither? As I'm sure. Some callers. A few people will feel. Yes, will feel. Uh, one more thing. We're going to go to the phones in a sec. I want to throw one more thing in here because it has been something that's been brought up the last few days. And I was actually surprised to find out where you were on this. Yeah. Uh, as, so the Julio Jones thing. Obviously, so in years past, right, whenever there's a, hey, Julio Jones is on the market or that type of guy, it's always like, Eagles, 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 get it, Eagles. Yep. Oh, we got to get him, we got to get him. And that's obvious for obvious reasons, not been the case with this, but starting to get a little buzz, a little interesting. And, and I was surprised to hear, you think they should go get him. Yeah, go get him. Like, to me, it's that simple. He's Julio Jones. Just go get him. I think that this offseason, people have gotten a little too wrapped up in they're rebuilding, don't do anything to the roster. Or a little too wrapped up in you can't spend any money. You can't trade any draft picks. The Eagles have already set up their rebuild. They have three first-round picks next year, and their cap is completely reset. They are good to go. Their, their rebuild has begun. And when you talk about Julio Jones, like this guy is still one of the best receivers in the league. Maybe he's not top three like he used to be, but last year he averaged close to 88 yards a game. The year before that he averaged 92 yards a game. Like He's still extremely productive. 
and the other thing about it is he will really help this team off the field and obviously on it as well. He will come in. He'll give them the size they need at receiver opposite Devontae Smith. He's bigger than Jalen Reger. He can still be that red zone target. And he's still just a really good quarterback, like flat out. He's just a really good quarterback. I'm sorry, receiver. So you, you can still go and use him in a lot of ways. But off the field, too, bringing him in helps this team in so many ways. It takes pressure off Devontae Smith. It turns Jalen Reger, who last year was the number one receiver, all the way to number three, a role he's much more suited for both on the field and pressure-wise, right? It takes the spotlight so far off Reger, you know, people won't even be talking about him, right? So I think there's a lot of benefits to that. And then people will bring up the price, as I feel like you are probably going to bring up. I just up looked soon. up the contract. I, I details, noticed. Yeah. 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 Ten and a half million, I believe. 11, it would co- 11, 11 yeah. million next year. So, so just to clarify this, so it's a $19.2 million cap hit, but uh, if $5 million of signing bonus, that would be paid by Atlanta. If you're right. The only thing they would pay is his base. Salary. So it's $11.5 million this year and then eleven half. Oh, excuse me. $11.5 million for uh, each. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So 15.3 for this year, 11 and a half for each of the next two years. Okay. So it's three years with And uh, those two the two years after his first are basically not guaranteed. So it's essentially a one-year deal for $15 million. I looked it up this morning. So that that's essentially what it is. You're much better at reading these than I am. Yeah. So I'll and math, them. yeah. But um maybe not math. But here here's what I'd say about the salary cap concerns. Who cares? Like let's move past this idea that you can't go spend salary cap space. We saw this offseason, the salary cap can be manipulated like that, they went from $60 million over the cap to signing quality free agents, right? They have, I think, around uh, once they move on from Zach Ertz and uh, Alshon and Malik Jackson, they'll have like $14 million. Next offseason, they could have as much as $50 million. The year after that, they're going to have $90 million. So do I like the idea? If you would have told, told me back in January when we were still watching this terrible team play that they were going to sign a 32-year-old to a $15.5 million deal, I would have said, no, that's not the way to do it. But I was wrong. We've seen that the offseason. They've set the rebuild up, and this is a chance to go go and get a guy that will make Nick Sirianni better. He'll make Jalen Hurts better. He'll make Devontae Smith better. The three most important people, arguably, in the franchise. And so I would go do it. It's worth the money. It's worth the draft pick you trade to go get him. Forget about the rebuild for a second. You can still rebuild while go getting Julio. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not there. I I get what you're saying, and it's not even the salary cap part of it because I do, for the most part, feel like we've kind of seen that you can mostly get around things with mm-hmm. the salary cap, and you might have a year where you have to not make as many moves as you want to or whatever, as we saw with the Eagles this year. But you can still find your ways around things. It's the 32 year old receiver who can't stay on the field. Who again for this team? Like I'd, re- I, I agree with you. I think in the long run, Jalen Rager is probably a slot receiver. Like if I had to bet, mm-hmm. what do I think Jalen Rager will be in the NFL? I would bet on a slot receiver. But we don't know that. He was the twenty-first pick in the draft last year. Find out if he can play wide outside wide receiver. Give him reps. Give him opportunity this season to find out what he is. Julio Jones for one year when it's like to maybe win the division. Like they're not winning the Super Bowl. Like, what's the point? Like, they're just, probably not winning the Super Bowl. They're not winning the they're Super Bowl. They're probably not. I agree. <laughs> they are probably not winning the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts, whose future do you believe in more in? And more so, uh, as well, I mean, Julio Jones. Would ya? Elliot would. I wouldn't. When it first started, I was saying no, but I, I thought about it, and I, I think it's yes. We're back. We are back. 215-592. 94-94 to get in. Let's start it out where we do every Saturday at this time in Abington with our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? What up, man? How you doing? Hey, I want to start off by giving kudos to both of you gentlemen. Uh, Elliot for filling in with John and, and, of course, you, James, filling in for Joe. Uh, 
fantastic job. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. It. I appreciate you coming into the text line yesterday, too. <laughs> that was more of a shot at Ike than it no, was I you. Know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, and even further kudos to you, James, for a guy who hadn't picked up a golf club in 13 years. That was quite impressive Thanks, on Wednesday. Man. Oh, yeah. I need the scouting I, report here. I, I was surprised myself. Oh yeah, no, was he looked good? fantastic. So played eighteen holes, right? No, I played like uh, I played a few holes, and I would just hit some balls here and there. I was okay. just having fun. I didn't want to slow everything down and stuff, but right. it was I, yeah. I wasn't as bad as I expected to be. I'll say that. Well, the right. bottom line here is I I beat Joe. Uh, so. that, that is all that matters. Exactly, that is all that matters. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, listen, guys, the the lack of experience and youth of the coaching, however you want to put it, is just showing through to me just through what these guys are saying. Um, So I had the special teams coach coming out and saying that uh, the players on the team will make him a better coach. Yeah, I didn't love uh, that. People seem worked up about this, but why? Uh, Look, I I think it's a little nitpicky, but the idea, like, he should be saying – I'm going to help these guys grow. Like, I'm going to help my special teamers become better players, better people. Not like, they're going to help me grow. Well, but he's only 29. He's the youngest coordinator in the league. You're a freaking coordinator. You're in charge, bro. Like, have some. I don't know. I think people are. Commands. I think this is nitpicking. It is nitpicking. I agree it is nitpicking, but but I'm explaining why people get annoyed by it. It's totally bass backwards, though. You know what I mean? It, like James said, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. And then you have the defensive coordinator come out and say that anybody wearing a jersey should get into the game. Yeah, I was surprised um, by that. Yeah, that was a weird thing to say. Yeah, Look, not, I, I, I think that he's here. just saying the it. The best players I, make I, the I, field. I think, what he's sa- I think what he's trying to imply is that everyone has to be ready at all yes. times and that everyone rotate, has guys. to be capable of stepping into In his mind, he wants a defense where every guy he has is capable of contributing. Oh, I don't, okay. And we'll see but, if he but, really... But Hey, look, I can Tom, understand I'm with you. It's that, a weird thing James. to say. It's a weird thing yeah, to say. Yeah, it's just the way they put it. Now, I, I just hope that it's just that the, these guys aren't good at press conferences. I, see, I thought Gannon was great, over. though. Like, I was really, like, outside of that comment, I was really impressed with Jonathan Gannon. You weren't? I, I was. I just couldn't get past that when he said that. Mm-hmm. It just it just made no sense to me. Um, Man, if you're the Eagles coaches, you must just dread doing a press conference. Because anything you yeah, say. Yeah, Sirianni's been, you know, Ripped all offseason off his press conferences. This poor special teams coach is like, the players are going to help me. And this is like the fourth person that's brought it up. <laughs> and I got you. And, I, and listen, I'll be honest, guys. Like, the whole way, the whole Wentz debacle, the whole way they handled it, it yeah. has me jaded. So yeah, it definitely sure. plays into how I view things. Mm-hmm. But as far as Julio Jones, no, 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 no. Why? Just why, why, no. why? Why? Because they're not ready to win right now. What do you mean they're not ready to win right now? Can they win the division next year? No, I don't. You're out of your mind. How can they not win the division next year? Well, I may be out of my mind, Elliot, for other reasons, (laughs) but they are not winning the division this year. There's way too many question marks, and if you bring in Julio Jones, you're now taking away snaps from other guys. Who, who, who we don't know. We don't know what they are yet, and they've been here long enough to where we should have an idea. Well, but that's the, what I'm saying. The guys you're taking snaps away from, and I agree with what James said, if you're going to take snaps away from Rager, then I don't like it as much. But if you're taking well, snaps away from J.J. or Sega Whiteside or Travis Fulgham, like, guess what? J.J.'s had two years to earn those snaps, and he has not done it. And maybe Sirianni will come in and help him, but I'm not not bringing in Julio so I can get J.J. or Sega Whiteside on the field. 
But I don't think I don't think it would be taking snaps away from him. I think it's taking snaps away from the very guy who you said you don't want to take snaps away from. But they're going to have three receivers on the field a ton. Now, if you really want Rager on the outside, maybe I could I can see that. I mean, look, you can put Smith in the slot a little bit. It would maybe impact Rager, Rager's role a little, but I think they plan on playing him in the slot anyway. I, I don't think he's going to be spending a lot of time on the outside. I don't know. And and I think you're totally overrating uh, Hurt there, Elliot. I, I mean, you just said, quote, he was a very good passer from the pocket. He was. He was. We all saw How do you it last figure? year. Well, first of all, after watching Carson for 14 games, it looked like you know you're putting Patrick Let's Mahomes Carson back out of there. this for a but, second. Okay, again, Pro Football Focus had him, I believe, as the most accurate passer coming out of college the year he was in the draft. Right? This idea that he can't pass is foolish. He he throws a very catchable. I'm not ball. saying he can't, but he's not a very good passer from the pocket. I mean, the the plays he made, right. he made with his legs. The last throw I saw him make, I believe, was against Washington where the ball came up about five feet short in the end zone, no? Right, and look, I'll admit that maybe I was a little strong with very good, but but I do think he is – he showed last year that passing from the pocket is not a weakness right now for him. And again, rookie year, no training camp, no snaps throughout the year. He had to deal with that ridiculous dual quarterback system. So I think it was – I was very encouraged with what I saw from him from the pocket. And let's keep in mind, he he beat the Saints without Breeze. I mean, Taysom Hill was the quarterback. All right, whatever. Look, it was still a good good win. win. And then, you know, picking up Kerrigan. Uh, now we're going to get Julio Jones. These are classic Eagles moves. They are. We pick I agree up. with you on that. Yeah, yeah very good players yeah, you're right, that Tommy. are past their prime. Tommy, a pleasure as always, my friend. Take care, fellas. All right, see you, man. A pleasure as always. Two he is five. right, though. Yeah. Kerrigan and Julio well, would be very That's why I mean, when Eagles. I talked about the Julio thing, I'm like, every year it's like, oh, Julio's available. Ha, 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 right. Eagles. 215-592. to get involved. Sirianni or Hurts, who you believe in more in the Julio thing. Would you? Elliot would, I wouldn't. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot. It's James. And let me tell you that no one does live in-game play-by-play betting better than Park Sportsbook app. It's our sportsbook app of choice. Baseball's back. Golf's in full swing. Basketball action all day right now. Today, tomorrow, all that good stuff. Bet. Sign up now and bet live on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more. They have an incredible offer to get you in the action. As a new customer, you can make your first bet risk-free up to $500. Yes, $500. The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app based right here in the Delaware Valley. They have it all. Live in-game betting, which is a wild ride. Parlays, props, teasers, and so much more you can bet on. Individual player performances in pro hoops, hockey, baseball, things like points, rebounds, goals, and strikeouts, anything and everything. The Barksino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. Again, you can bet on, obviously, pro basketball. Big games going on right now, today, tomorrow. A lot of fun stuff to to bet on. Check out our podcast. Elliot and I just put up a pod uh, previewing uh, the uh, basketball action, so you can check that out. Again, anything and everything you could think of, you could bet on on the Park Casino Sportsbook app. And again, here's the deal. New customers only. Sign up now and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's parkscasino, P-A-R-X, casino.com slash PA and use our promo code G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James with you. James Seltzer with you. James with you. 
James with you today. Look at you. Started out by saying the Gilbert song was slapping. Now you're uh, doing that. Yeah, you know? Now I got like slang for myself, yeah. giving myself nicknames. Um, I thought Tom made a rare good point when <laughs> when he said that. Look, when you br- if you you brought in Ryan Kerrigan, you bring in Julio. Like these are moves that everyone said the Eagles shouldn't make at mm-hmm. the beginning of the year, and I understand that. But I think that you know we're past a point of the offseason where they're making huge influential moves, right? Like they've already acquired the three first-round picks for next year. They have a ton of cap space. They're almost by default going to be playing every young player they have on their roster next year. I mean, like if they bring in Jason Peters and bench Mylotta, like, yeah, that is not a move I would make. That is hurting your future. But I just don't think bringing in Julio really impacts the receivers as much. Yeah, again, it's, it's one where, I mean, Kerrigan, you'd say, all right, it's not a lot of money. He's going to play like 30% of the snaps, 25, 30, 35% of the snaps range. Like right. he's not really stealing snaps from someone you're too worried about. I don't think he ends up taking too many away from what Sweat would add or Barnett or whatever. So I think it's an easier sell to the people who look at it and say, don't go out and do these big things. We're rebuilding. Right. And they are rebuilding. They should be rebuilding. I know they're serving two masters here. And they're doing and it well. The, as as far as it goes, that's clearly the plan. They're trying to win while also transition, as they would say. Right. Like, very careful to say yeah, transition. Yeah, very careful to say that. Like, that's clearly the plan. And I, I agree so far. I think they're straddling the fence well. But that doesn't mean it's the right decision. It doesn't mean it was the right thing to do. We're going to find out. Well, I also think a lot of people's opinions on what they should do, including ours and, you know, callers, is kind of based in the idea of they're not going to be competitive. But that's not really how they're viewing it. Like, I don't think the Eagles view this season as one where they're like, well, we'd be lucky to win five games. I don't think the Eagles think that they're a double-digit win team. But I think that, look, there's a they good— They think they can win the division. There's a good chance out. that we get to week, you know, 14-15, and we're talking about this team and saying, all right, here's their playoff scenario. And in those instances, it's going to help to have Ryan Kerrigan, and it would certainly help to have Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, he just won't be healthy at that time. Two on five, oh five, nine, like five two. games one year. 94, 94. Let's go back to the phones. Hertz or Sirianni, the Julio thing. And, and to Elliot's point, like, are they straddling the fence well? Is that the right decision? One person I'm going to guess is going to say they're not doing it well. They should not get Julio Jones. He doesn't like Hertz or Sirianni. Mad Mike. Did I nail it, Mike? You're pretty much spot on. I don't want to nail What up, man? Good also, call. We'll wiz- see you later, Mike. All right. Yeah. yeah. Also, Wizards and Six. I know. Right. You brought that up yesterday. Stop. <laughs> like, you're, 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 you're jumping the shark with that one, Mike. Come on. No. I'm, I actually made broke, broke it down the, uh, the other day, and I was pretty pretty yeah. spot on with it. So. Yeah. His logic wasn't that good. No. I was, yeah, was on lies. Yeah, it's all it lies. was not great logic. Uh, all right. Well, let's anyway, talk Eagles. Here's, Here's my thing. I, I I don't know. I just can't take Sirianni seriously. I can't take Hurt seriously because he doesn't have elite arm strength. I mean, oh, that's not true. Number one, but continue. that is true. It's, it's not like true. He does throw a really good. Stuff. He does throw a really good deep ball, one and he can definitely throw to the sidelines. So coming out of college, he doesn't have the, the arm strength that that is necessary. I but, I disagree. But go ahead. So I, I just I, I and I think when you add players like Brian Kerrigan and Julio Jones. It tell it sets a message like to your fan base that you're here to win this season, and when it all falls apart, you're going to let your your fan base down extra hard. Like if you wanted to put a, a message out, hey, we're going to be rebuilding and we're going to re, 
redo, redoing this and this might not be our year, fine. But when you go and pull in players like that, you're setting a message and setting a level yeah, of expectation. That's an that interesting point. Okay, but hold on. You're putting too much emphasis on these moves. Let's talk about no, what – Well, hold you on. Me- Since the season ended and we all agreed they should rebuild, they traded Carson, fired Doug, acquired draft picks, opened up cap space. Those are the moves you make when you rebuild. Focusing a million and a half dollars on Ryan Kerrigan this year but you, is but not you're, impacting you're, your rebuild. Fifteen million dollars on a receiver that, that you, that's going to help your that, team. That's icing on the cake, and you no, know, it's not. It's a thirty-two-year-old. That's like a very short rental of time. Well, look, I, I'm, I'm not saying you're getting Julio Prime Julio, but what this team needs is a, a veteran receiver they can that they can count on, and I think you can count on Julio to be that guy. Maybe he doesn't play seventeen games. But it's not like he's been injury-prone throughout his career. It was really just last season. I, I just think by doing this, you're putting if, – if you want to set up uh, Hurts for success, this doesn't do it. because Giving him Julio Jones doesn't help up Hurts for success. No, I think it unnecessarily accelerates the expectations for this team. And when this team doesn't live up to those expectations, everybody's going to freak out even more. Mike, that's a good point, man. I Thank think it. I think point. It, look. I think it, it. It definitely changes expectations somewhat. But what it also does is it helps Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. And I would rather set them up to succeed but and I see if they can do it, it instead of. I, I, how does it not? How does adding Julio Jones not improve the roster? Well, no. First of all, let's start with Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan okay. Kerrigan has had five and a half sacks each of the last two seasons. Right. The Brandon Ryan Graham Kerrigan, special. Ryan Kerrigan is not the same Ryan Kerrigan anymore. So you're bringing in a name, but people are, are already fawning over the name and they're forgetting his production. Well, but hold that on. One of the reasons his production dropped is because he's not playing as much, because of how deep their defensive line is in Washington. Yeah, I well, I don't expect him to get back to Ryan Kerrigan 13 sacks a year. And you I already have yeah. a dude on your team that can't get 10 sacks a year. So what's Mike, the point of bringing in another one? Mike, you know I had to rip Brandon. Yeah, there it is. Uh, we need it yeah. in there. Good call today, Mike. Yeah. You brought it. Thank today. you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, look, I, I do think it's an in- – look, usually we're like, Mike, Mike, you're crazy. Mike, you're crazy. Right. I do think he makes an interesting point there about the raised expectations, like the idea that, you know, right now as we're looking at it, anything positive that Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts do this year, the more games they win and all that, it's going to be like a – Pleasant surprise. Icing on the cake. It's like, wow, look right. at this. Like, those guys are better than I expected. It's awesome. Once you bring Julio in, once you start to kind of ramp up those expectations, if it doesn't go well, it's like, those guys screwed up. Those yeah. guys are bad. And it, it, it is an interesting spin on that idea. It, it's a fair point, but where, I, but it's a thin line to walk to because I agree that you don't want the Eagles going into next year to be expected to make the playoffs or, or, or have Sirianni and Hurts to be expected to be, you know, a top 10 duo or whatever, however you want to judge them. But at the same time, you do want to give them pieces to be able to succeed. And as much as I like Devontae Smith and we'll see with Jalen Rager, like the Eagles do not have a quality veteran receiver on the roster right now. They don't have anybody where you can point to and say, I know what I'm going to get from that guy. Devontae Smith might be the closest thing they have, and he's a rookie. Now, with Julio, yes, he might miss time, but Julio has not looked like he's slowing down when he's on the field. So at least by having Julio, you say – I have somebody that when he's there, I know what I'm going to get from him. Let's go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy Tom. Hey, Tommy. Hello, gentlemen. What up, man? How you doing? So, uh, I, I, you know, I agree, man, Mike. Oh, my God. I that agree was a good with point, Mike. right? Yeah. That was a good point today from Mike. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes he's been calling in. He sounded reasonable, and I really like it. <laughs> I know. I like me too. It's like, Mike, you know, you don't always have to go so it's far. It's better than extreme. just his random Brandon Graham hate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, And I, I also agree, Elliot, about Rager. I think mm-hmm. Rager is, has the potential to be really good. You might hear my son screaming in the background. From All right, you're probably disagreeing with me, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the... Um, the uh, I do think a good vet wide receiver would be good to teach mm-hmm. these young guys, but I don't. I think I think it's a little bit of overkill going for a guy like Julio. Like even even like bringing in Sproles as a coach or something like that. Could be well, good. I think he's not. I don't think he's a coach yet. Look, I mean, he's he missed no, time but... last year, but again, like the year before that, he had thirteen hundred yards. So now the fact he's getting older and he's missing time, clearly that's not trending in the right direction. But you know, you're not giving up a first round pick for him. You're really just giving up cap space. And as we saw this offseason. Cap space is really just fake well, money. You're giving up something if they trade him. Well, but probably not much. Pick. I don't think you're going to get much like more a than third a... or something. I mean, I don't know. They've been trying to trade him all offseason and haven't been able to do it. Yeah. So I wouldn't do it for yeah. a first or a second round pick, and I probably wouldn't do it for a third. But if you're talking about a fifth, and I all I have to worry about is cap space and snaps for Jalen Rager, like, all right, sign me up. And uh, James with Sirianni, I agree with you there. Um, and I'm sure that, Elliot, you were probably, because you're the beat writer for the, the Birds, mm-hmm. the um, JG, when he first spoke, probably, Sam, I'm already using the acronym, um, when he first spoke, I think it was with Spadaro, like yeah. probably about six weeks ago or so. I don't know about you, but I already felt like, oh, my God, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Well, there's a reason he was the most sought-after defensive coordinator on the market this offseason. Like, people really wanted him. Even the Rams, who hired Brandon Staley, that is a defensive head coach, tried hard to hire this guy. So The Chargers. Sorry, the Chargers, yeah. Oh. Like, um, I do think Sirianni you know, is, is the head coach, but I think a large part of the reason, or at least part of the reason they hired him is because they knew with Sirianni they'd be getting Gannon as well. Yeah. Now, fun, uh, last fun thing. Um, Elliot... I thought you did really well um, oh, thank you. With, with Ike. Um, that was that was tough. I've you know Ike got amped up, and that's not often well, you hear that. Yeah, he didn't but agree. He, real real quick to tell James, mm-hmm. I said the Eagles had one of the best defensive lines in football, so it was the same argument we. Yeah, got we in. Elliot and I Ike had did this not agree a, to say. Yeah, oh, I'm on Ike's yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. It, Ike is such a nice guy. And oh, he's the best. He was able to he was able to put it aside. By the end of the show, like it was, he really likes you, and he makes comments about that. And yeah, it doesn't I like sound, it. Doesn't sound quite the same when he talks about the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, owed to camera. All right, take care, yeah. guys. Uh, Tommy, a pleasure as always. Um, small thing, I like Jonathan Gannon a lot as a coordinator. I think he has a bright future. I cannot get behind the JG nickname. Like, let's move on from that. Let's yeah. call him Gannon. You're a grown man. Yes. You're, J- a man, First of you're, all, you're a man in a position of authority, sir. J and G sound way too similar. It just is a weird JG. It's yes. like not, not in on yeah. it. Yeah. Move I, on. Okay. I co-sign this. Yeah. Coach, not doing it. Coach Gannon. All right. Let's go just by Gannon. Co- Gannon. Coach. I'm good with well, that. Well, I don't know if I'm going to call him coach. Not but, you. I'm right. going for the players. Oh, yes. Agreed. I don't care about the media, whatever. I'm talking right. about the players. Like, Coach Gannon. Yeah. Coach. JG doesn't work. JG. What up, JG? It's going to be an impact on his career. I will. I, I, it, I, it, it's not great. Not great. But I was super impressed with him. Yes, and I agree. I, and I love the messaging from this team again. Back to the Sirianni thing. I just love this idea that they keep harping on, which, as you know, I've said for years, I think the best coaches in any sport, the best people in business in any sort of positions of power, find out what their people do well and put them in positions to do those things yeah. instead of saying, do what I want you to do, even if that's not what you're best at. I love this messaging. So 215 592
94-94. Where do you stand on Hertz, Sirianni? Who has a brighter future in? Julio Jones. So far, no one agreeing with Elliot. Would you? 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. Scalbirds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer with you till three. John Johnson, mm. fresh off vacation, riding right into work to take us. Uh, fresh off the jet. How about that? JJ coming off the jet. What a beast. Yeah. What a See, stud. Like, JJ works. Yeah. JG. JJ does work. You're right. JJ works. JG, not so much. It's a little more awkward. Right. I agree. It's a really Too good of a coaching prospect to have your career pulled down by something. <laughs> like Jonathan Gannon, just go by Gannon or John. John's good too. Just J O N. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I like it. Two one five. These are the important things that right. we cover. This is going to decide yes. the season. Yeah. So if you want to chime in, J G, good or not, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four or other stuff. Yeah. Talk about football it. things. You know, Hurt Sirianni, right. Julio, whatever. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Allen down and talk to Peter. Hey, buddy. Bellies, good afternoon. How can you not be excited about this season? It's just so much pessimism. Talk to James, man. Talk to James. I'm the one over here saying Nick Sirianni's going to be a star. What do you want from me? I'm I'm turning the corner a little bit. James, I love and respect you and appreciate you, but we're going to disagree on Julio. Oh, you want to go get him, huh? Because if this is a true evaluation year, why not bring in some weapons and see what Hurts can really, truly do? Plus, you bring in a veteran for the young receiving core. Look, I would – Julio costs a lot of money, is old, gets hurt, like, go sign someone who gets cut on June 1st if you want to bring a veteran receiver in. Like, go sign someone for a million bucks. Like, this this team is not ready to go get Julio. It's not just, look, you can evaluate these guys without Julio. Wait, Let's be wait, real. Wait, wait, you wait. Can. Why are they not ready for him? Because this team's not winning the Super Bowl. This team's not winning So anything. the only team that should so sign gonna, Julio no, is a team that might win the Super Bowl? No, but a team right, that at least exactly has right, a, a, team that has a team that is in position to make a make a run for something. The Eagles are in position so to make not. a playoff. They yes, are transitioning, quote-unquote, but they're really rebuilding. Like, they need to James. rebuild. This team has so no young talent, in, Peter. Like, none. So let's wait. So let's put them in a position to give them weapons. Are we just going to concede the season? You can't just go get – we're not conceding. Clearly they're not. Like, I would have been fine if they conceded the season. They're clearly not doing that. But, yes, Wait, I would have so been totally cool it. if they had. But, no, just because you're not conceding the season doesn't mean you go all in. Like, you need to rebuild. Like, you need to commit to that. You need to play so, young players. Like, you need to do that. Like, right. no, 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 no. We're getting trapped. This is what Philly Eagles fans do. We do it all the time. It's like, oh, let's <laughs> buy – Tom said it. He's right. Julio's available. We got to get him. No! Don't fall but into listen, the trap, Peter. But no, wait, but you're going to bring in a, a role model for the young receivers oh, you have. Oh, that's a great point. He's a veteran. Yep. He's going to be a leader. Within How do you know that? Board. Do you know Julio well? We know nothing about Julio might be not well, a leader. Well, I know he he's way more of a Flacco. veteran than J.J. Arcega Whiteside. He's a veteran. That doesn't mean he's a veteran who's going to come in and help young guys and teach young guys and bring them along. So he's what? Seasons and seasons under his belt. Okay, but to be fair, you don't know if he's not do. either. I think it's I fair to assume Julio. He seems like a great guy from afar. But what, what, what do we this, know? One okay, last well, thing, James. Okay. James, let's calm down for a second. <laughs> Analytics are taking over sports, right? Okay. So this is a spin. Is let's hear it. Right, non sequitur. On the, de- <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball, there are sacks and pressures. Why is there not on the offensive side of the ball drops and incompletions? Well, there are. There are, yeah. 
counted his drops in your, on the quarterback's incompletions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of metrics you can look at. Yeah. So, like, Jalen Hurts' completion percentage was 52%, but if you account for drops, I don't know it off the top of my head, but you can find that You can find those yet. numbers, yeah. Uh, okay, all right. Well, then that makes no sense at all. Go birds, Dan. <laughs> there Go it is. Birds. Right. I agree with that, Pierre. Yeah. Go birds. See, but here's where you're getting it wrong, James, is – they can't, like they are a team that's competing for a playoff spot next year, and it matters if they get there. Like if you were telling me they were going to trade a first for Julio and they were going to not play like last year when they didn't play Travis Fulgham for Alshon, that made no sense. The season was basically over. Uh, Alshon had been hurt all year. Fulgham was playing well. That I get, but bringing in Julio is not resetting the blueprint. You are you are misunderstanding what my priorities are and what I think the Eagles' priorities should well, be. Go through your priorities and we'll discuss. The, it shouldn't be winning the division. That's the point. Like, trying for the division is not the priority this season. Right. This season is about finding out what Jalen Hurts is, finding out what Nick Sirianni is, and developing young players. Correct. Those are the three most important things for me for so this let's, team So let's this talk season. about those I don't things. care. Like, it, it'll be fun. I'm rooting for them. I hope they make the playoffs because I love the Eagles and I want to see them play in playoff games and stuff. I'm not, like, I don't need them in the playoffs this year. That is right. not my goal. Okay, so let's talk about those three things. Having Julio Jones helps Nick Sirianni be better. Would you agree? Dude, uh, it, uh, again, I didn't say... I want to make them better. I want to find out what they are. But that's how you do it. You, you find out they, who they are by giving them need, more talent. You've got, dude, you don't have to keep adding and keep adding. Like, they've got enough talent on offense where we can know what Jalen Hurts is. Oh, I see. I'd I, actually like to see Jalen Hurts raise the level of the talent about him, right? That's what the, the best quarterbacks, right. franchise quarterbacks, they take guys and they make them better. I want to see what he can do with Jalen Hurts. I want to see what he can do with Travis Fulgham. Yep. I want to see what he can do with Quez Watkins. I want to find out if these are players who are going to be a part of my team when it does matter. So, and you can still do all those things while having Julio. That's where I think we differ. Like, I don't – Quez Watkins, you're right. It would impact Quez Watkins' snaps if Julio Jones came in here. But, again, like, I like Quez Watkins, but he was a six-round pick last year that barely played. He like, flashed, man. Yeah, he flashed. He had one play, where, he's got. One, one play where he flashed. Couple plays. Okay. I would be hard-pressed to think of one besides the, the touchdown. But, yes, I thought the same, there were moments. Yeah. And he had a good training camp when I saw him. And, like, I see your point, but I think that we're taking the rebuilding thing and wanting to apply it to every single decision. Like, the Eagles are going to compete for the division next year more than likely. Even you agree with that. Like, maybe maybe no, they're I, not competing I, if I, the Cowboys win 12 games. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think they're winning the division. I've told you that. But you think they'll compete? I don't know. I, I think they have a chance, theoretically, to compete. But, like, if I had to bet, I think they're a seven-win team, and I think the division's won with, like, ten wins. So, like, okay. not really competing. You yeah, know what I, I, mean? I just think... Like, again, they traded for the picks. They opened cap space. They fired Doug. They traded Carson. Like, they, on the macro level, have definitely prioritized rebuilding. Like, these little roster moves are not really, you know, uh, they're not really impacting the grand pitcher. Let's go to Northeast Philly and talk to Chris. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up, guys? First time calling on a Saturday. I'm super psyched. Chris is a midday show caller. It's good to hear your voice, buddy. Yeah, speaking of the midday show, um, it seems like Al and Rhea, like, really like Joe. Are we getting middays with Richie and Seltzer or anything? (laughs) I don't, not that I know of, Chris. I'm always nah, I'm nah. always down to fill in, though. Gotcha, gotcha. So as far as uh, Jonathan Gannon, I totally agree. I mean, the only thing I think of when I hear JG is, like, getting my cash now or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, I agree. JG's got to go. You got to go John, yeah. go Gannon. Jonathan I would even like, but not JG. Yeah, so, Sirianni versus Hurts. Um, I'm with you on this one, Jimmy. I think it's an easy answer, too, because, I mean, when you just look at it, I mean, the Eagles seem to have more have more confidence in Sirianni than Hurts. I mean, they're already looking at other quarterbacks. 
I think if Jalen Hurts doesn't come out and be like great straight off the bat, like he's probably going to be out of here before, like by next year. Or you know, this is going to be his only well, season as an Eagles starter. So I think you could say the same thing about Sirianni though too. Like if Sirianni comes out next year and is really bad, I think Sirianni's gone. I don't think he has a very. You long think he's lead. a one and done? I think he could be. I yeah, absolutely. I, I would be shocked. Unless, I, well, unless he's like a complete disaster and can't. Well, but the, all kinds of issues like where yeah, players aren't ready to play and you know they don't get a field goal off because they don't have guys running in. They're just like a mess. I think that's the only way. Well, but the tough thing is next offseason you have the, the picks. You have a quarterback decision to make. You have a quarterback you're going to be maybe bringing in if you're not going with Jalen Hurts. Like, you got to be sure that your head coach is good. I just think, look, if you if you do what you just did to Doug, like fire him three years after winning a Super Bowl, you're showing the league, hey, we'll fire you three years, three years after you won a Super Bowl, and in an ugly way, too, where we yeah. bring you back and whatever, and then you fire the next guy after one year? Like, man, that's not the look you want to send to the league in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Yeah, and it seems like like the players seem like at least it seems like they're already buying in on Sirianni. So like Agreed. would that be like a popular move with the locker room if they got rid of him that quickly, do you think? Look, I mean we're we're projecting ahead at this point. My my only thing I'm saying is to, what you said is if Jalen Hurts they don't look seem like they believe in Jalen Hurts because he'll be gone if he's not good. The same thing is true of Sirianni. If Sirianni is not good, he will be gone. Okay. And my, my last point was um Julio Jones. Um I, I'm with you on this one, actually, Elliot. I'm nice. all for bringing in Julio Jones, and it's pretty much like, I don't know, after watching the Phillies strike out, what, 28 times in the last two games, I'm <laughs> uh, all for anything uh, that's going to make watching sports more fun. And right, Chris, that, that's so. the best argument I've heard yet because <laughs> they are so not fun to watch, this Phillies team. It is yep. as unfun a team as I could think of, so it's a good call. Yep. Chris, call us again, man. This is, this is good. Right, good to talk to you guys. You too, pal. Um, yeah, look, I mean, if we're, you know. The Sirianni thing is a whole other discussion. I didn't mean to, to railroad the, the call there. But, like, yeah, Sirianni will be gone in a year if he's not good. I think there is no way. Again, Disagree. if he's not good is not enough context. Like, if if he's a disaster, maybe he's gone in a year. If the team's, like, a 5-6 win team and, and they're, like, whatever, I don't think he's gone I think there's, like, a 30% chance Sirianni's gone. Whoa! Oh, dude. And again, I, I like the Eagles. I, I think it they like will do five percent. No, I disagree. I, I think this is a situation where if Sirianni's not good and they're a disaster next year, they will move on from him. Not to mention they can move on from Howie, right? So at that point, you're talking 30%, about a new GM. You think they're going to win eleven games or ten? Right. Games? I don't How think many... he's going to be gone, but I'm saying I can also be realistic but about the idea. Thirty percent is a yeah. high percent. If because you think look, gonna I be think they're going to be good, but I, I'm also being honest. There is a chance they're not. And if Sirianni's a disaster, like he could be, they're not going to hitch their wagon wow. to him for another Weigh year. Weigh in on that two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. How long do you think Nick Sirianni's leash is? Do you think there's a, a real chance he'd be gone after one year? Because I don't. And then Hurts versus Sirianni and the Julio thing again. Like we've had, a lot going on today. Yeah, a lot going on today. Where do you stand on that? Is it is it the right move for the Eagles to go after Julio right now? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me tell you again that no one does live in game play by play betting better than the Park Sportsbook app. Our sportsbook app of choice. Baseball's back. Golf's in full swing. If you sign up now and bet live on baseball, got pro hoops action, hockey, and so much more. They have an incredible offer. To get in on the action as a new customer, you can make your first bet risk-free up to $500. The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app based right here in the Delaware Valley. They have it all live in-game play-by-play betting, which is a wild ride. It is so much fun. It swings back and forth. Uh, You can bet parlays, props, teasers, and so much more individual player performances and 
hoops and hockey and baseball, things like rebounds, points, goals, strikeouts, all that you can think of you can bet with on the Park Casino Sportsbook app. And, of course, big-time basketball action coming up. Get your bets in now. Who's going to win the series? Who's going to win it all? Again, futures. You can bet on on football who's going to win it all. Baseball is going to win it all. Anything you can think of, you could do it. The app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And here's the deal. New customers only sign up now and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Again, $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. And again, that's P-A-R-X casino.com forward slash PA. And use the promo code GOBIRDS. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. One hour down, one hour to go. John Johnson coming up at 3 o'clock. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer. With you till then, talking Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts and uh, <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Who you believe in more. <laughs> Who you believe in more. And this Julio Jones thing. Look, this Julio Jones thing, any other year, even in going into last year, because we all thought they were going to, or most people, there were people like John Rich who were like, this team's going to be bad, and he mm-hmm. was dead on, he was right. But most people thought they would at least be good or even better than that last yeah, year. Yeah, I think I had him at 8-8. Eight and eight. You had him at 8-8. Eight and eight. I am at 9-7, th- and seven, I want right. to say. But as a... a Seventh playoff team has them in a wild card. They were division winner the year before. I think any year prior to this one, if Julio Jones is on the trade market, oh, we're trading him or could trade him, every single Eagles fan is calling WIP and saying, go get Julio Jones. You got to get Julio Jones. We need Julio Jones. We finally found yeah. a time where it's like, no, don't go get Julio I Jones. I think people it are sense. They're getting too much into the rebuild. Like, again, they have rebuilt. This team, the rebuilt, the rebuild is over. The rebuild like, is not over. Not over, but I'm saying, like, at this point of the offseason, look, there's a chance they make a big decision with something, but most of the moves they're making are small moves. Now, with Julio, yes, the cap implication is larger than you would think. Like, if it was up to me, I'd rather sign Steven Nelson than bring in Julio. Like, if I had to make that decision, right? But ultimately, $10 million of cap space is not the end of the world either way. You can recover from that very quickly. So it's really just the trade compensation. Now, I saw a report that Julio wants to go to the Patriots, which to me makes no sense why you would want to go there. It's, it's not a super great place to live. They don't have a quarterback. I guess maybe Cam bounces back. Maybe he's a big Mac Jones guy. Maybe. Well, Alabama, so maybe. Oh, yeah. But true. um, And then also Bill playing for Bill Belichick doesn't seem to be very fun. But if Julio wants to come here, like, yeah, of course I'm bringing in Julio. Like, let's not overthink this thing, you know? Like, there's other chances to to walk the line of rebuild. When it comes to bringing in Julio, I think it's one of the general rules rules of life. You just bring in Julio. 215-592-9494. What say you? Let's go to Florida and talk to our buddy, Ja'Cory. Hey, Ja'Cory. Hey, how you guys doing, man? What's up, Ja'Cory? How you doing? Good, man. I miss talking to y'all. But, um, yeah, it's been a while. Are you excited for the Clippers real quick? I mean, it's starting Yeah, up. man. We could have whipped on the Mavericks today, man. Oh, I agree. Let's yeah, go. I think you guys win. Yeah, man. I want the 76ers to play the, uh, the Clippers in the NBA Finals this year. Yeah, I think that's Me too, buddy. Me too, pal. I'm with you. But, um, going back to this trade, I think, um, no, because I want to see the young receivers. Like, I want to see Quez Watkins. Like, I want to see um, – Devontae Smith, like, I want to see Jalen Randall. Like, I want to see young guys. Like, I think you got to throw them in the fire, Elliot. You got to throw Jalen Hurts into the fire. Yeah, I, I think there's the there's an argument for that. And, you know, I'm not pounding the table saying you have to go get Julio. And I, I agree. Like, when I talk about, I said this week I wouldn't trade for Deshaun Watson because I like the idea of giving Jalen Hurts a chance. 
It's right. just when it comes, like, you have to give him some veteran help at receiver. I, I think Quez yeah. Watkins has a bright future, but, like, there has to be some. And, you know, James, you said just sign somebody on June 1st. Like, we don't know what's going to be out there. Like, no, Julio's but, there right now for the taking. Yeah, but he just costs a lot more, and you give up something to get him. We don't know what the compensation True. is. We don't know what they're looking for. It's, whereas, you know, another guy, it's cheaper, and you can just sign him. Well, because he's not as good. Of course, but again, I, I don't need Julio Jones here. Like, the only thing, the one thing, that, and again, I don't even know if it's true, the only thing about Julio that's like, oh, the veteran stuff, sure, they could use a veteran receiver or somebody who's been around the block, somebody who can kind of show these young guys mm-hmm. how to do it. I don't need to pay $15 million for that, personally. Go ahead, Jacory. And to add to, um, I was seeing, like, they're putting out these pictures and videos at camp, and I know there's one person that's not at camp, that should be at camp, that I'm disappointed in, that's Jalen Rager, because... I don't know why he's being at camp. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he has, like, COVID systems. Are you saying he's not at camp? On that. I don't know why Jalen Rager isn't at camp right now because he can be using it. He has a new coaching staff. That's a new That's an interesting point. Life. I don't know why he is. You know, to be honest, I don't know if he's not there. I don't know. I'm not saying you're wrong because I, I follow you on Twitter. I know you act, You know you follow this closely. But I, I haven't seen he's not there. But if he's not, I would agree. Unless it's a you know a family thing and you know we don't know. That could certainly be the case. But I would hope that if he's able to be there, he would be there. Yeah, that's, that's just crazy to me. Also, the more I think he's going to have success this season is Nick Sirianni because he's going to run the ball more and take the ball to Jalen Hurts hand not to throw it as much. Mm-hmm. Corey, great call, brother. Man, thank. Good to talk to you, bud. Well, one thing that uh, I think Miles Sanders said it this week. Maybe it was Lane Johnson too. But the the players did mention that it seems one of the differences between Sirianni and Doug is there's more of an emphasis on the screen game, mm-hmm. which I think makes sense. I think you know I've, a screen is for the parts they have essentially too. a run. Like I know, you know Miles Sanders was horrible last year in the passing game, but like we think he's someone who can have success in the yeah, passing game. Yeah, we saw also in, in 2019. Year. Right. Uh, obviously Boston Scott and then Kenneth Gainwell yep. like like and even Carryon Johnson is a good pass protector all that stuff. Like you have a stable of backs that fit that, so that does from a. a you know, play to your guy's strengths perspective. That makes sense. Well, too. and also, if the offensive line's healthy, Kelsey, Brooks, and Lane Johnson yeah, might of, be three of the most athletic, if point. not the most athletic right side of the line that's in the NFL. Point. So yeah. I think that sets up and well. And even, look, Mylotta. I mean, if you want to. Yeah, that's a great point. Super athletic. You look know? at us making great points look left and right. It's, it's just like lo- we know football. It's a love fest over yeah. here. 215 Let's go to Los Angeles and talk to Neil. Hey, buddy. How you been? You guys, what up? What up, Neil? How you doing? See, I lost the S2 in the word what's. I'm using what up now instead. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And at 73 years old, it doesn't sound good coming out of my mouth, but what the heck. You pulled it off, man. I you thought you nailed it, Neil. <laughs> Listen, something that, very interesting. Did you either of you guys hear the uh, Tell Me Your Story this morning with Gene Saratori? Uh, so we, we were prepping for our show, but we I heard a little bit of it, but we that's like our you know prep for our show time, so we, we missed most of it. Was there something interesting in there? I mean, they're always he came they're up, amazing. He but... came up with two points. That took Ray and Glenn by surprise as they talked about at the end of the show that if you didn't think it was possible to cement Foles' image any more than it was as a legacy than what Saratori said pretty much did. I'll, I'll go through real quick. I'll go through them real fast. You guys can comment. Mm-hmm. He said before every game, I guess one of the things the officials have to do is go to both sides of the teams and ask if you have any trick plays, any plays with nuances we should be looking for you know, could call a penalty, just stuff so we're aware of what you're calling. Yeah. And uh, Doug pretty much said no. Yeah, he had nothing in mind along those lines. Power move by Doug, well, by the way. I, I like that. Great. It's risky, but I like it. Well, when the well, game Doug didn't know they started, were going to call it, too, remember? Right, but I mean, you know it's, it's in the playbook. Yeah, well, yeah. well, according to Ray and Glenn, 
It wasn't a good move by Doug. Doug had no clue what was going on. That, You'll yeah, find that, out. That's my my well, impersonation is like Doug just didn't know they were going to run. Well, no, 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 no. Really quick, I would say, look, the Patriots do have a like history of cheating. I don't know. If I'm Doug, I'm keeping everything as close to the vest as I can with that trick play. All right, I agree. But listen to what Siraturi had to say. So they come up to the play, and that's when uh, Doug comes onto the field and asks, you know, he's got his little clickboard there. And uh, Nick says, you know, Philly, Philly. Yep. And the first thing Saratori says, you can tell by Doug's response, like, uh, well, uh, you know, like, okay. Like, where'd that come from? And according to Ray and Glenn, they felt it wasn't even on Doug's playlist. Doug had no clue about that play being called or he was going to call well, that play well, until Nick brought it up. Now, Neil, to be fair, like, they had clearly practiced it. Yeah, they, they, they ran the play that perfectly. Week executed it perfectly they practiced it so i don't think that's that's fair to go that far but you know you could say that doug definitely you could say doug probably wasn't planning on it but you can't say he definitely wouldn't have called it you know yeah. he knew it was there well all right i'm just going it. by ray's reaction no, but here's the second sure. thing yeah you just brought up a point about uh how it was going to be carried out and you know how the play would be executed well when they came up to the line of scrimmage Saratori said that's when he pretty much, you know, got to feel the idea of what was going to happen, that, you know, Nick was starting to move, what was going on. And he said at that point what he had to look for, if Foles was in within one yard of the center when that play started and he went in motion, he could not continue in motion at all like he did. If he did, it would have been mm-hmm. an illegal motion penalty and it would have been called off. And Saratori's words where he was watching Nick, he goes – Foles was so smart, like because he was watching where he was at. He made sure he kept himself a yard and a half or two and a uh, yard and a half or two yards away from center. So even I think Foles, even the kid is so just yeah. Neil, whatever. Neil, um, so great call. Yeah, call us again. Us I'm so you know who you're talking to here, uh, Nick. What a what a well, what a superstar. The other thing that really I sticks out. Look, the cool thing about watching Philly Philly Hero. is like each time you watch it, you catch you catch something mm-hmm. new and you think something different about it. But one thing that's always stood out to me about that play, especially since we know what happened since is it just shows how well coached that team was and how smart the players were on that roster. Like, to pull off something like that, you have to be such a well-oiled machine. In yeah. that moment, yes, no less. exactly. Like, like, down in the Super Bowl, like, all oh, The pitch, the fact that well, Foles did it right, like, the, the acting, all those things. And, like, last year's team couldn't even, like, line up correctly totally, half the time. It totally. just shows how much it fell apart. Well, and that, yeah, for real. And that was, I think, one of the hallmarks of that team throughout the season is – yeah. Every single game they were ready to play. Like that when yep. the when the whistle went, that Eagles team was there. They were ready. They were tight. They were well coached. They were well prepared. They executed well. Like it was just, you know, it's what you want. It's almost like, like they were the, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's what you're hoping for yes. when you watch football every freaking week. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go to the northeast and talk to Steve. Hey Steve. Hey, how you doing guys? Hold on one second. Uh, All good. No worries. We're just hanging. Saturday. All right, good afternoon, man. Go birds, go birds, go birds, man. Well said. Yay. Um, I, my position is on uh, Jalen Hurts. I have a real strong position on Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, first off, a lot of people gave him a lot. Oh, he got pulled from that Alabama championship game. Um, I think that slighting him a little bit because that defense that day was prepared and they really balled out and they were prepared for that Alabama I, offense. I agree. I think the whole Jalen Hurts got benched in the championship game is the most overrated thing. Well, and also about. I actually think of it as a positive in looking how he's handled the whole thing. Yeah. Like I actually think it's more of a credit to him than, than a detriment. Right. 
Now, here's my other point. I've been saying this to my guys. It's like um, if I told you there was a quarterback out there prior to even being drafted, already had touchdowns with two proven NFL wide receivers um, and five first-round draft picks, who has that credentials? Who who in that who came who came out in college in the last ten years draft that has that kind of credential? Yeah, look, the Alabama receivers were awesome, and then Oklahoma too. He played with Hollywood Brown. If I'm you know, not mistaken, or did he? Tua, you could say. I mean, they're no, all no, no, no. Uh, what you call it? Ceedee Lamb. He played with Ceedee Lamb. Oh yeah, Ceedee. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hollywood was, was yeah. gone by the year. No, uh, look, OJ look. Howard, Calvin Ridley. I mean, in all yeah, seriousness, there's probably was, not. Was he with Ridley? He was there for Ridley's last. Yeah, I guess. He yeah. Was. <laughs> Is there a quarterback that's come out of college? With a better resume than Jalen Hurts since, like, I mean, maybe Tim Tebow. I'm trying. I mean, wait. I mean, obviously, Jalen Hurts' resume in college, like forgetting pro prospect stuff. Right. Like, I'm not talking know, about like their. Trevor, I'm I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence went to three championship games. And he won, lost. Lost. Two won one of them. So won more championships than Jalen Hurts. Right. Mm-hmm. No, Jalen won. Right. Jalen won the freshman year. Okay, so won, yeah. won as many, but went to more. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, played with a bunch of great. I mean, Clemson. He played with all those guys yep. who've come out the last few years. So. I, I think you could argue Trevor Lawrence. He's up Lawrence, there. I forgot about I think Trevor Lawrence is overrated. But, I know okay. you do, but yeah. we're just talking resume, right? I know. Like, you've got to give it to him. Because you know? what, what gives me the confidence in Hurts is that he knows what it is to get the ball to elite athletes. Unlike with Carson Wentz, he was the elite athlete that had to learn how. The best receiver he had thrown to to the time he probably came to the Eagles was um, – when he got was, I think he was probably like Jordan Matthews or something. Well, Ash, uh, Alshon. But, yeah, Steve, Steve, good call, man. Uh, well, he, let me ask you a question. I want to ask you about that. Like, do you think that that matters at all? Like, what type of receivers? You, I mean, obviously, it can make you look better when you're in college if you have better receivers and stuff like right. that. But do you think there's any translation in the NFL if you play with better receivers, you're going to know how better receivers work, so to speak? You're asking me? I'm asking you. Oh, I thought you were yeah. asking on my no, Steve's gone. Yeah. I, well, I, I was said, thinking about what you said that was wrong is when you said Alshon was better than Jordan Matthews. So I was <laughs> I was in my head. Just, um, no, I don't really think so. I mean, look, I think the fact that he's played with a, against a high level of competition and with high-level players helps. I do. I mean, and, you know, I think being around the great receivers he has been, like what you hear about those receivers from Alabama is they're all, like, extremely hard workers, and they put extra time in. Like, I do think that stuff matters. But when talking about Jalen Hurts' potential and, like, what he could be moving forward, I, I don't know if the fact that he's played with really good receivers is a positive more so than maybe yeah. it raises a red flag. No, yeah, yeah, you could just say he played in big games. He played at big-time programs. Like, that yeah. stuff matters. That's good. Right. But I don't think he, like, is going to be better at getting – and Devontae Smith, they have chemistry, so that's important. Yeah. Like, if you play with the actual receiver you're playing with the NFL, yeah, sure. That's positive. That's a positive, but – I don't think he's going to – if Julio comes here, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be better getting him the ball because he played with better receivers at Alabama. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Warminster and talk to Lenny. Hey, Len. Hey, Seltzer. How you doing? Good, buddy. Good to hear your voice, man. Yeah, it's good to hear my voice, too. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I uh, tell you what, I, I, I'm I, with you. I He's the last person I would have right now. You know, I've seen him in positions where uh, he dropped a lot of crucial passes. And you know what? What did you say? He was 32 years old? Yes, 32. So there's also, to me, it's funny how things just crop up in your head. I was thinking, he kind of reminds me of, of Jeffries, who uh, all of a sudden just lost it. And yeah, I mean, he, he was he was younger and suffered a really bad injury. But, I, look, I will say one thing against the Julio move is last year the Eagles counted on Deshaun and Alshon to stay healthy, and it did not work for them. So there is risk in counting on Julio, uh, Julio, counting Julio. On Julio to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. All right. Lenny. 
A well, pleasure. Came in, made yeah, his same, point. Yeah. Same here, my man. Take care. <laughs> I love it. A right. man of few words. Bye-bye. Brevity. Yeah, came in, made a great point, and bounced. Brevity's the soul of wit. Of efficiency. Say. Yeah, efficiency is another word for it. I thought that was good. Came yeah. in, dropped a little joke at the beginning, made his points. It's how Ow. you do it. It's yeah. how you do it. It's how you yeah. become a WIP regular. You know? <laughs> it's on, I like it. Good call, Letty. Let's go to uh, ooh Kenny from the Dirty 30 in the house. Back-to-back weeks, Kenny. What a thrill. Well, you know, it's tough to get into the show. You guys are so good and popular. So I'm glad <laughs> you, uh, you took my call. You're too kind. You're man. a legend, man. I appreciate it. Well, Elliot, you disappointed me again this week. Oh, man. What'd I say? I thought when you and Ike were paired up by about the first hour, you two would be going at it, and uh, you didn't. You played nice. Yeah, well, look, we got into it about the defensive a line. friendly, I mean, cordial discussion. Yeah, well, we were talking Sixers, too. Right. So I think that, yes. that helps. But, look, I, I think I might be back in this week, so maybe we can uh, you know, find Ramp something. it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, get it I going. Mean, yeah, People aren't yeah, showing yeah, up yeah, here to agree with each other. Each other. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, 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 we'll try to make it happen this week. Yeah, this kinder general or Elliot, I don't know what to do with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that Carson's gone, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm on the positive <laughs> side of things. So. Yeah. It's a game changer. Yeah. It's a real flip. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm calling about Kerrigan. You know, it, over the years, there's always a player or two that plays against us like it's personal, mm-hmm. and he was one of them. And the fact he's on our team now, that alone makes me feel better because now I have to worry about him making that one. Every game he would make that one play that would just tick you off, and now he's our guy. Yeah. That alone, I'm happy with. Yeah, he's an all-time Eagles killer. Like, just one of those guys you know when you're playing Washington, you're like, all right, where's Ryan Kerrigan? Because he's going to crush us today. Like, it just, it's one of those things, you know? I think he makes our defensive line better. I don't know if I go, like, a lot better, but I think he's a very quality signing to bring in. He's like a Chris Long to me. If he can give what Chris Long gave us, then I'm happy. Yeah, and I think that, the, look, he had five and a half sacks last year, which is down from what he's had, but it, it's because he played 30% of the snap. I, I, snaps, I think if you kind of you know equated him to the time he used to be getting, he would be right where he always was. So, And that's the role he'll play with the Eagles. He's not going to come in here and play 60% of the snaps. He's going to come in here, he's, and he's going to play, I would say, maybe 40%, maybe a little more than we think, but he's, he's not going to be at 60. He'll be fresh. He'll come in. I, I think he'll be a good pass rusher. And, and for our, this new defensive coordinator, is he going to teach the D-backs to actually look for the ball in the air instead of just I would not- think so. So for what it's worth, he is a Mike Zimmer disciple, you know, worked for Zimmer. Like, Zimmer has always had a great reputation when it comes to quarterback, cornerback development. Like, that's one of the hallmarks of Mike Zimmer. So, and, and again, look, he is coming from Indy where he was the secondary coach, right? Yep. And they had a good secondary. So... I think that if you're looking at Gannon and where his specialties lie, I think you could say that the secondary is one of them. I hope so, because Schwartz, you know, he, he might have a good resume, but he was not a Philadelphia Eagles defensive coach. Well, and, uh, yeah, he wasn't style the, the not... classic style. And, look, I'm with yeah. you. Like, there is nothing more infuriating watching a football game than watching a cornerback just running with his chest, his face right in the receiver's chest and throwing his hands up. Like, there's nothing more it's, infuriating than them not turning their heads it's around. It's the one rule everybody knows. Like, whenever yeah. they do it, everyone in the entire world goes, you got to turn your head around. Yeah. Like, that every time. So, I agree. Well, I'm hoping for bigger and better this year, guys. Kenny, a pleasure, man. Keep calling us. See you. All right, pal. Yeah. Yeah, look, I I think, uh, you know, we started the show off talking about why you were high on Sirianni. He brought up teaching the, the defensive back thing, the defensive backs different things. I do believe this is going to be a well-coached team. Like, we'll see if they can out-scheme people. But I would imagine from, like, a, a mental mistake 
um, place, they won't be doing that as much. Like last year, there were so many times where people jumped off sides or, you know, they were late to the huddle or those type of things. I do feel like one thing this coaching staff seems to be emphasizing is making sure people just, you know, the basics, like knowing what they're doing. Technique, fundamentals, all that stuff, which which we knew was lacking. Like, we knew it. As great a a coach as Doug was, it was very clear. And John Ritchie came on the air every week and was like, fundamentals, technique, like this, 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 that. They are not being coached in this stuff. I agree with you, especially with the teaching stuff with Sirianni. And, like, mm-hmm. the that is his background. That is how he relates to players is, is, is as a teacher in that way. So I really think that that specific thing is something we'll feel better about. I agree. I, I think it's going to be something. Now, again, we have to see if they can out-scheme people. Like, that's basically what it's going to come down to. Like, are they able to do that? And I think they, they will. Like, when talking to these guys, they come across to me as very bright. And, you know, again, doesn't mean they're going to out-scheme people. But one thing that stood out when talking to to, uh, to Gannon, to Sirianni, to, um, you know, Shane Steichen, to Michael Clay, the special teams coordinator, they all seem very young and very bright. And I think those are, you know, just in any walk of life, two, two, uh, two things you really want out of a prospective hire. Someone totally. that's motivated and smart. And, and they all seem to have a chip on their shoulder in the yep. sense that they're young, inexperienced. Like Sirianni, of course, looked at it as a goof from the beginning and all this right. stuff, Harry High School, all that. Like, they all want to come in. And he always says, like, we're, we're coaching for our jobs every day. And, and I think that is an attitude mentality that, that certainly the really case can this work, year right? Yeah, to, yeah. Oh, God. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio with you till 3. Elliot, it's James. Don't go anywhere. That's right. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot and James with you for another 35 minutes. John Johnson coming in next. Just chatting with John. Just landed, the, too. Like, literally from the plane to the studio. So, Dedication th- is what that is, my friend. I was thinking about this. So obviously, with everything that's happened in the world, I've not flown a lot over mm-hmm. the last years, like a lot of people. Um, when I was younger, I wasn't afraid of flying, but I flew, I think, to Atlanta in second grade, and then I didn't fly for like just ten years. Wow, know, just didn't, right? Sure. And then obviously, as a beat writer, I, I fly all the time. Uh, I was thinking it'll be weird to go back to flying. Like I wonder if people will have to like reteach themselves not to be nervous about it. Like oh, me that's too. An interesting. You know, cause I haven't done it in such a yeah. long time, but. There's a lot of things like that. When you don't do it for a long time, sure. you go back to it. So. Sure. That's Adds what I thought of when the... I saw he was flying. How about that? Yeah. There you go. Turned yeah. into about me. Yeah. I've ne- yeah. <laughs> there you go. What does that say? Mm. Yeah. I've never been afraid of flying. When I was young, really young, I, like a little bit, mostly just one flight, It was uh, there was like insane lightning storm. and I'd be terrified. I was, it, dude, I'm talking like you could see the lightning, these huge bolts. Oh my God. Like, and I'm freaking out. And my dad's like, don't worry, it's far away. You're fine. And I'm like, oh, freaking out. And then they come on the thing. They're like, check out this lightning storm. It's 200 miles to the east of us. And I'm just like, oh, 200 miles. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So I actually am okay. But it was. Ter- but other other than that, I'm like, I always mean, keep fine. in mind you're talking I'm, to somebody I'm, that's afraid of rain. Yeah, so like, you know, really the idea point. that I would not be afraid of a lightning storm up on up on a plane <laughs> is a, yeah, it's a really good point. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Talking hurt Sirianni and and Julio Jones. Should the Eagles do it? Let's get back to the phones, get as many in as we can in our next half an hour. Let's go to Cincinnati and talk to our buddy Mark, who we haven't heard from in a little while. How you doing, bud? Good. Yeah, well, you know, the people at my at my company management, they, they wanted us to actually get back out on the road and try to earn our living. And to Elliot's point so, right there, back and doing yeah. things. Well, you got to tell them at least Saturday from 1 to 3. You know, you're good. Well, I, I work on the weekend, you know. So, Same, buddy. Good to hear from you, though. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I, I have not stopped listening. It's always entertaining. Uh, you guys did a great job this week um, with all the flipping around Thanks, and everything. Man. It was highly entertaining. I didn't appreciate 
the cruel and unusual punishment of Joe DeCamera at 6 a.m. <laughs> the rest of it was all... No, just kidding. I love Joe. But anyway, um, so so uh, in regard to Julio, um, just quickly, and I have another point about Sirianni, um, why would he... I don't think it's a fit. Why would he want to come here at this point? If he, If the Eagles had... Uh, like one of these long marathon interviews with him, and he was going to come here, be productive, and then be a mentor, and that was the main goal, then sure, I'd love to have Julio Jones. I just think he, you know, he's 32. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He's been so close down there in Atlanta. I, I yeah, just look, I, I agree that if, if Julio made his uh, list, the Eagles are probably not in the top five. That doesn't change the fact that if he's willing to come here, I would do it if I were the Eagles. I mean, the things the Eagles could offer him are – Ton of playing time. Clearly, he's going to come in. He's going to start opposite. Well, I think Julio is going to get playing time wherever he goes. Agreed, obviously. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know. And look, Ryan Kerrigan said it when he signed here. He said people are counting the Eagles out, and they're making a mistake doing that. I do do think within the league, people people view the Eagles a lot differently than people here in Philly do. Yeah, no, I I I, I appreciate. It. Yeah, sure, I would love to have the talent of Julio Jones. But I agree, Julio does receiver. probably not. Want to come yeah, I, I just don't see it as a fit. So I, I mm-hmm. think it would be more of a problem than a than a good thing. Okay, yeah. so uh, James on on Sirianni, um, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you're really excited about him. I kind of warmed up to him pretty early on. Uh, I'm hopeful. Um, hopeful. But yep. you know, have you changed your stance on the uh, core value of competition because you were pretty down on it? But I think. You know, I believe in it. I think it's no, one of the greatest things. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, stat. Mark. Mark, I'm not. I have no problem with competition and a core value. I just think the specific Jalen Hurts part of it was stupid, and I still think it's stupid. I, I do. I think it's stupid. Like that guy's clearly going to be the starter. I know he's fine with it, and it allowed him to look good. I think from that perspective, him saying, "I'm not afraid of competition. I want to go out and mm-hmm. earn my spot." Great. Sounds awesome. All that stuff. I just thought that specific thing, it was never the issue with the idea of competition and that being important in the building and important in spots. It's just, look, in the NFL, like Jason Kelsey's not competing for the center job. Whatever they say to us, whatever they're like, well, we're all competing. He's not. He's not. So it's just more about the the, realness of it. The Jason Kelsey argument is if if some of the the competitions at the different positions are going to be decided pretty early on. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anybody there that's going to compete with Jason Kelsey, so it's kind of a moot point. But there are some real right. spots where they'll uh, be legit competition. It's just an idea. Like, the idea of it just it rang a little hollow. But as a core principle, I'm not against at all the idea of competition. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I think I think if um, I think it's more if, if Sirianni doesn't do a good job, Hurts has no shot. Yeah. Well, look, Whereas it, if and Hertz, vice, if yeah. Hertz, Go ahead. Yeah, if Hurts doesn't, doesn't play well, there's a lot of other ways that we can evaluate the job that Nick Sirianni's doing. So, so I think I just think that um, you know the important aspect here is Sirianni has to be the man. Mark, great yeah. call, great call, man. Yeah, look, I, I think that's an interesting point. Like, I definitely I know that you said you know you're concerned that it could be a one and done for Sirianni if things go the yeah. the whole way, but I think it is far more likely that that and look we're. We're saying neither could be good. It could be one year for one and two for the other. But I think it's far more likely that Hertz is not the quarterback in 2022 than it is that Sirianni's not the head coach in 2022. Maybe because because they could trade for Deshaun Watson and there's other options where you can like go out and trade for a guy. So in that way, it's easier to replace Jalen Hurts than it is Nick Sirianni. But I, I mean, look, they're committed to Sirianni because they hired him. But I wouldn't say that within the building they're like when they got Chip Kelly, they were like, we got Chip Kelly, right? We got like the top guy. 
I don't think within the building they're saying to themselves, Sirianni is is our savior. This guy's the answer no matter what. And so I think they view him probably probably similar to how they view Jalen, which is there's a lot of things we like about him. We think he has upsides. You know, he he ha- he checks a lot of boxes, but I don't think they're married to him by any stretch. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Speaking of flying, Elliot, mm. let's go to Jeff at the airport. Hey wow. buddy, how you doing, Jeff? Uh, bear with me. I'm I'm pulling the plane in. For a split second, I believed him. Then I was like, no, he's definitely kidding. <laughs> James, Elliot. How you been, buddy? Real, real, I'm good. Real quick. Um, I, I, felt hypocrit- I felt hypocritical because we jumped on Sirianni with rock, paper, scissors, and uh, 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 the Philly uh, McCutcheon plays it every time he rounds third. You're you right. Know, we so- that's I actually never had, I never had a problem with it. Of all the things that were a big deal or whatever, the rock, paper, scissors thing never bothered me. Like, they asked some of these, like, prospects, like, would you kill your family to save humanity? <laughs> or, like, these kinds of, like, crazy, ridiculous questions. Well, like, would you commit a murder and lie about it? Like, those kinds okay. of things. Like, I'd much rather okay. you play rock, paper, scissors with the guy. So I never had a problem okay. with that. Well, if you were, if we we're sitting around waiting for E equals MC square, and a guy comes out rock paper scissors, you know, it's like, damn, where did that come from? Yeah, I think you it's know. a fun little thing that they do. I I, I think people jumped on it because it's easy to jump on and make fun of, but you know, I I, I don't think it's a big deal. Meaning. But here here's the reason why I called, and I'm about to get hit with some gamma rays, and now I'm about to become Mad Jeff from the airport Uh-oh, because okay. of of Mad Mike. All right, let's hear it. The philosophy of Getting a pro bowler in here with bring down our expectations and Elliot agreed with him is ridiculous. No, when he said it a, would raise the expectations. It would it take raise. Yeah, he's exactly. saying it would take a team that people and are not expecting a ton from and, and raise those expectations. It would raise expectation and now all of a sudden we're gonna get upset because Jalen might not meet the expectation. How uh uh uh, uh backwards and right. I, I look double fort tone mindset could that be? You don't make like you don't avoid making these type of moves just because it was raise expectations. Now trading like for a quarterback, you know, like things that would massively change expectations. I can see not wanting to do that, but the idea that you shouldn't bring Julio in because then you expect more of, out of Jalen. Like, guess what? If you bring Julio in and Jalen's good, then that it helps him be better. Like, I, I am all about putting players around Jalen that can help him. Remove the word if we're bringing in guys right now that we have no idea what they can do. Um, to to offset Jalen's skill set, I'm not saying bring in Julio. Don't get me wrong. I'm I, I'm 50-50 on on that one. Mm-hmm. But to say bringing him in, yes, raises expectations, and Jalen might not make. No, it's going to help Jalen get Agreed. there. Yep. That's what we're looking at with even Ryan Kerrigan. It's going to help us get there, get around that corner a little faster, maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. I, I, again, I've said it. I think they've made enough moves this off season where they the rebuild like. They, they've done it, right? And, no. And, and not saying it's over, but my point is they've made major moves to, to start the rebuild. I don't think bringing in Julio or Ryan Kerrigan impacts the rebuild. Now, now, if, and if anybody's looking at this, I'm telling you, I'm one of the my main philosophies I found out. When you bring in a new coach, you have a, a bad season because everybody's got to adjust. When you bring in the coaches, bring in new coaches, you're, you're definitely going to have a bad season. And I started going in that direction. Then I'm saying, oh, damn, we got a new quarterback. We're going to have a bad season. I was down below six, five wins. The more I look at this team, I'm, I'm moved back up to eight, nine, um, mm. and you're going to be like 13 before 10. the season starts at this rate, Jeff, if this progression continues. <laughs> 
We're going to go undefeated. <laughs> great, great call. Jeff, call us more, man. Great call. Peace out. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's really gonna be like call. you, man. At the beginning of the off season, you were like, "They're a dumpster fire. They're not yeah. gonna be good for three years." September's gonna get. Here I mean, next. I still have them at six, seven wins. So let's not. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. more than you had them before. It's true. Yeah, I was like a four win team. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. The James Gobert <laughs> Seltzer is coming. Positivity, yeah. baby. You can only do it for so long. Two of Not who you are. <laughs> it's true. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be honest, Elliot. That's I know. What I try That's what we're do. doing. That's what we do here. We never lie to the Goberts listeners. Let's go to the Poconos and talk to Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, fellas. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for uh, calling in, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, I got, I got a question about an interview with Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard anybody bring this up, but in the, in the uh, interview, Angelo asked him about Wentz. And he, he made a comment about you. You can tell people when things go wrong. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. paraphrasing yeah. But, uh, I was wondering if you guys thought that he was talking about Wentz himself and that he thought that Wentz let the team down. I didn't hear the interview, so I didn't hear the exact phrasing that you're talking about, Gary. We'll look into it. I'll I'll take a listen and go back. I'll say from my experience of covering Jason when Carson was here, I do know that Jason and Carson got along, and I I don't think Jason would pin blame on Carson like that. So I didn't hear it. I'll listen to it. Um, Yeah, I would be surprised. Yeah, I'd be surprised. That's what I was going to say, so. Okay. Well, thanks. I, I, I haven't heard anybody talk about that. Well, it's like, an wow. interesting point. I mean, inter- interesting to go back and check it out for sure because, you know, you never know. Well, I enjoy listening to you during the week too, James, so thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling in. You know, one thing that was said this week, though, Miles Sanders was speaking to the media and he said, he's talking about Jalen Hurts and how, you know, everyone in the building knows he's the guy. And he said when him and Jalen walk through the building – Jalen Hurts is saying hi to everybody when he walks by, whether it's, you know, anybody, staff, players. And he mentioned specifically he's made an effort to go out and, you know, become friends with defensive guys, special teams players, and obviously offensive guys. And I don't think Miles was taking a shot at Carson. But, you know, that is what you heard about Carson. Definitely heard that about Carson. Was not, you know, clicky. I I think Doug even said that Carson had to learn to, like, extend his hand to the other side of the aisle, right? He literally said that, yeah. Jalen, I think, just has that more naturally in him. Let's go to Bethlehem and talk to Hannah. Hey, Hannah. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, it's hot for Hertz, actually. Hot. Oh, oh, yes. What's up? Hot for Hertz. How are you? Thank you for the <laughs> thank you for the DM. It was That's very awesome. Nice. Awesome. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, yeah. It's really good to talk to you guys. Um, well, obviously, you know that I'm going to pick Hertz over Sirianni yeah. in this debate. <laughs> yeah, saw that one coming. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we have so many changes that have happened to this team this year. I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing how Sirianni like adapts and, mm-hmm. you know, sees how the dust settles, you know, yeah. that's something I really didn't love about Doug. There's lots of things I loved about him, but like, I didn't really get to see a lot of him. Okay. This, this playbook said, let's make a new one or, yeah, no, all right, we lost that player. Let's yep. move on. You know? Well, and I think one thing that, happened last year was Doug had the things he wanted to run with his coaching staff, right? Carson had the plays he wanted to run because he thought he was good at them. Even on the defensive side of the ball, Jim Schwartz has had his players he wanted to sign. He had his scheme he wanted to run. I think this year there's a lot more uh, flexibility within the coaching staff. So, you know, to you said you're excited to see if Sirianni can adjust. I think you will see him adjust. I don't think he's someone that's going to say, you know, it didn't work the first four weeks. I'm going to keep doing it. I think the whole staff is very open to doing uh, different kinds of things. And I don't think that was always the case with the last staff. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and I think we see that with, with Hertz as well. He is definitely somebody who's up for a challenge. Yeah. And, um, you know, rents do. And he doesn't plan on missing any payments. <laughs> he does right. love those sayings. He's, yeah, the cliches yeah. definitely pop out. Right? I like it, though. Cliches are cliches for yeah. a reason. That's the fun. coach's son, you can tell. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Hannah, thanks for calling us. We you know, really appreciate it and we appreciate the DM. And, and call us more. Like, be a part of the show. Will do. Right. Thank you, guys. Good to hear from you, Hannah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Yeah, but with Sirianni, I mean, I do think again that that is something that's going to outside of just calling the plays on Sunday, like seeing if he'll make adjustments. I think last year we talked so much about Carson rolling out and like whether Doug was calling it or Carson was killing it at the line, that type of thing, or I Jeffrey Lurie was calling it from the owner's <laughs> yeah, box, exactly, or whatever, right? right? But I do think you'll see, uh, I think, just better collaboration this year. I think so, too. Well, look, Carson and Doug didn't talk a lot. It couldn't yeah. be worse, So it right? almost could not I mean, be worse. It couldn't yes. be, like, your quarterback-head coach relationship can't be worse. Yes, exactly. 215-592-9494. One more segment to go. John Johnson after that. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you one more time that no one does live in-game play-by-play betting better than Park Sportsbook, better than the Park Sportsbook app. It's our sportsbook app of choice. Baseball's back, golf's in full swing, basketball, pro hoops, hockey, anything and everything. Sign up now. You can bet live on all these things, baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more. They have an incredible offer to get you in on the action. As a new customer, you can make your first bet risk-free up to $500. $500 risk-free. The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app based right here in the Delaware Valley. They have it all. Live in-game betting, which is, again, a wild ride. Super fun. If you like big swings and and a, a wild ride, that that is definitely the, the thing to do for you. Parlays, props, teasers, and so much more. You can bet on individual player performances and pro hoops, hockey, baseball, things like points, rebounds, goals, strikeouts, and so much more. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. And again, uh, pro hoops action right now. A lot of it happening. Exciting stuff. And of course, uh, you can bet on futures. Who's going to win it all in any of the sports? It's fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And it, more than anything, it makes the game so much more fun to watch when you got a little action on it. Again, here's the deal for you. New customers only. Sign up now and get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. And again, that's P-A-R-X-Casino.com forward slash PA and use the promo code GOBIRDS. Your frisk fee bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. It's GOBIRDS Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Final segment for us, John Johnson coming up at three. Let's squeeze as many calls in as we can before we get out of here. Let's... Go to Middletown and talk to my good buddy, Tom. Hey, Tom, how you doing, pal? Hey, James, how you doing? Nice talking to you on the weekend, buddy. I know, man. Good to hear your voice. What's on your mind today? Listen, you was uh, talking about the young coaches and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the wave of the future, brother. I mean, 40 years ago, the only way you could get your stripes and not being a coach is if you were out on a field and, 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 you know, practicing and, and, you know, game coaching. Today's way of teaching kids, like the, the, the um, technology that we have, the simulations, the, the games. I watch games. I have four sons, and I watch a game, and they all play that. They all call the defenses, the play that should be run. I mean, yeah. the technology and knowledge of these young kids now, you know, wasn't available. And now, like, you know, like 40 years ago, you know, that too. If you were a 19-year-old that loved the game but you blew your knee out, you were done. 
Yeah, look, and I think that's that's one of the benefits you pointed out, the wave of the future. I do think there is a real added benefit to the fact that this coaching staff can relate to the players better. I mean, their special teams teams coordinator is 29. He was in the league like three years ago, right? And, you know, I'm not saying they're going to be playing video games and stuff, but they know – what the what the players like relate to they know they know different ways to teach them uh james brings it up all the time how sirianni has a background in teaching and his family does it i think that's crucial because you look it starts with teaching these guys learning the playbook learning the fundamentals and if you're younger and you can relate to them more i think it gives you a better chance of succeeding at that i absolutely agree because if you could bridge a generation gap you know languages are yep. different the way we talk and all that and, and, and one more thing I'm going to be a visionary here. In 20 years from now, the NFL, as strong as that shield is, they're going to have their own universities. You're going to go to school to be either, you know. They might. I mean, that's that. a, Tom, that's a re- interesting. A, great call, buddy. Call us more on the weekend. This was great. Um, it's an interesting thought. I do, look, the other thing that we're not mentioning with the youth, too, is that, like, look, coaching in the NFL is a 24-hour-a-day job, right? Like, or yeah. 18-hour days, whatever you want to call it. Like, we're there, there all night and stuff. Like, it's a young man's game from that perspective. Like you can just stay up longer. You have more energy. You have more yeah. all that stuff when you're younger. Like if it is something where I do think if you can find success younger, like you really can have a, a, a leg up in a certain way. I, I don't know if people underrated, overrate it, but one thing I don't think is ever discussed enough is how hard it is to learn an NFL playbook. Oh, I mean, yeah, when you talk about sure. like remembering the the verbiage, where you have to be, learning different roles if you're a receiver, the quarterback, no matter what Yeah, is. learning multiple roles. Like if you're right. a safety court, like Malcolm Jenkins, having yes. to know where he's supposed to be on every single defensive, lo- you know, all that stuff. So teaching is absolutely crucial right now as they bring in, and, you know, to a certain degree, all offenses have things they share. They're all kind of born off the same tree. But I, I think that this offseason, like learning a whole new playbook, Miles Sanders made a joke about how thick it is. Like this is a lot they're taking in. So Sirianni having a background in teaching is definitely an advantage. From Tom in Middletown to Brian in Middletown. What up, Brian? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Always love uh, conversing with you, brothers. Appreciate it. Thanks Same, for calling man. in, man. Same. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, actually, before I make my comment about Julio, just the whole issue about the young coaches, uh, just remember now, Bruce Arians won it last year. True. And the other coach on the other side was Andy Reid. So, no, you're, you're so, absolutely right. Yeah. You're so, absolutely right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to get all blown away about the whole GQ young coach thing. <laughs> you better, your guys better get out there and perform. You're, oh, damn, right. you're damn right. Yeah. And, I, and so, in that respect, I wanted Deuce Staley to get the gig. Mm-hmm. I did too, to get, for what it's I'm, worth, Brian. I'm, in the I'm willing to give Nick Sirianni the job. Uh, uh, you, know, you know, as a fan, I'll give him the. You know, benefit of the doubt and sort of watch what he does. But I don't give a damn about how thick the playbook is. Your guys better go out there and make plays. And if guys aren't making plays because things are too complicated and you're trying to impress people, that's, you're not going to be a head coach for long. Yeah, so, look, you know, Sirianni has to do a good job for them to be good. I agree. Exactly. Brian, what you, got on, what you got on Julio? That said, I want Julio, man. You, you, <laughs> you, can't, oh, you can't emphasize enough. The value of having a guy like that, a Hall of Fame talent, mm-hmm. high character guy. I mean, ex- exceptional work ethic. The way because you have young receivers. It's not just about helping, you know, your young quarterback, but he can also help these young receivers. And Julio is still productive. Yep. I mean, he can, he can catch. I I agree. Look, I, I don't know if Julio would want to come here, but if he wants to, I am bringing in Julio. Like again. I I, I get that your blueprint probably didn't include signing a 32-year-old receiver to 10 million or 15 million or whatever it is, but for certain guys, you throw the blueprint out a little bit, exactly. and I think with Julio, you do and, that. And here's the thing, guys: uh, if you think you can win the division, 
then you have a shot to win the Super Bowl. All right, that's the bottom line. Amen. Because once you once you qualify for the tournament, you only have to win three games in order yeah. to get to the Super Bowl. And we saw what happened with the 2017 Eagles. Not a single yeah, person. They were an the amazing of the team, though, man. But his like, point is no correct that predicted. once you're in the postseason, things change. Brian like, Gray call. Everyone says, well, they're not going to compete I, this look, year. I but if they're it. in the postseason, having Julio helps. Having Kerrigan yeah. helps. Like That's when you want those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we got time. You'll come we're around. We're talking Super Bowl. Look, remember in, 20, in 2019, the Eagles were terrible. They won their last four games. Going into that Seahawks game, people said they're hot. They could make a run. They're going at the right time. And then, unfortunately, Carson got hurt. No but one like, th- People thought they could win that game. No one thought they could win the Super Bowl. Well, once you win the first game, then you're in the second. I mean, look, things happen. I'm not you're saying, right. look, they're not a Super Bowl contender. I'm not going to obviously <laughs> go there. But his point is correct that, like, once you're in the postseason, anything can happen. Kareem in South Philly, you're on WIP. What's up, Kareem? What's going on, y'all? How y'all feeling? Hey, what's going on, man? 106. 106. 107. <laughs> no, no. I, one second. All right. Well, um, you good, Kareem? No, I'm good. I was. I had somebody asking me a question. Um, so this, this is my point. What I'm going to say is I would take Julio. And the reason why I would take Julio is not about how much he's going to be able to perform. We don't have any veterans on our team on the offensive side of the ball besides yep. Zach Ertz. Well, the offense, so, and he'll be gone. No, he's talking skill position. Well, he, he didn't he say may, that. He, <laughs> may, he, he may be gone, or they may keep him. But just imagine if they do keep him, and you got Julio on the outside, and you got Smith on the other side, and then you got Zach Ertz playing uh, – tight end, and then you have, uh, let's say, Rager playing the slot now. You don't yeah. have to use Rager on, on, on the inside. That's weapons. And, and you have you Goddard. Have, you have, you yeah. have, and you still have Goddard after other tight end, and then you still have... Um, Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah look, we got Sanders, Sanders in the backfield, so we will have weapons. So you need, you need character guys, and you need guys that's going to help build, build up the younger players, because the youngest player is not going to know the league if don't nobody is nobody here to teach them about the league. The coaches can't tell them from a player's perspective how the league is going to play out, as well as well as the fact that you got to look at and everybody talking about our, our defensive backs. No, we had a defensive back uh, killing um, defensive coordinator uh, uh, Jim Schwartz. He killed defensive backs. He his scheme had our defensive backs playing playing the playing off his player ten. Ten yards off the player. How, yeah, how look, I, he... I agree with you that when we talk about hey, Kareem, drafting, good call, man. Come on. We talk about drafting and Julio's draft, uh, Julio, Howie's draft record. The coaching staff play, they hold a role in that because they're the ones that have to develop them. So maybe who knows? Maybe Rasul Douglas was better than we saw, but um, you know Jim Schwartz didn't coach him well. So I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, good show. Yeah, this was fun. Kind of sad we're not here next week. I know. We are off next week. I, I believe it's a day Phillies game or yeah. something like that. So we're off next week. The week after, we'll be back. We'll be back. So uh, so check us out then. Of course, check out our pod at GoBirdsPod on Twitter, um, on iTunes, Spotify, all that everywhere. good stuff everywhere. The pods are not going anywhere. We will be doing pods every week, uh, even if the radio show is off for that week. But um, thank you to everybody who called in. We literally could not do the show without you. We appreciate you. Thank you to Kevin Keenan and Deer Hood behind the glass doing an awesome, awesome job. Until next week, he's Elliot. I'm James. Oh, John Johnson coming up next. Until next week, he's Elliot. I'm James. Thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.